0: Three more amazing things about the incredible Caribbean. This is the Tips of Travellers podcast, hosted by Gary Bembridge. It's a podcast of inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience on both land and sea. The podcast draws on over 20 years of experience of travelling every month of every year to destinations on all continents and on the oceans of the world. For more, visit tipsfortravellers.com, where Travellers is spelled with two L's, the UK way. It's no secret that I think that the Caribbean is one of the most glorious places in the world to visit. It's so lush and so green, and that's just the sea, with its sizzling, vibrant blue and green sea and incredibly soft sands. The wild volcanic-generated island landscapes, covered in dense green vegetation, I find breathtaking and gorgeous to stare at. The history of centuries of bickering and battles between the Western colonial powers like Britain, France, Spain, Denmark and Holland fascinate me. The horrors of the massacre and destruction of the indigenous Carib Indians and the wealth generated through the brutality of slavery both appall and interest me at the same time. The romance of pirates who worked the area brought to life again through the Pirates of Caribbean films thrill and excite me. And of course, the struggle and battle underway today in the Caribbean to find a new purpose with the death of the sugar industry really engages and interests me. The place is fascinating, it's beautiful, it's vibrant and it's changing. Tourism and cruising are the focus for the region for now, and I, like millions of others, are finding it easier and easier to travel and explore the region. i visited the Caribbean, luckily, many times now, both on cruises and on land based tours, and every time I do, I find out more and have a great affection for the area. Now, in some past podcasts, like number 66 and 67, I've spoken about the Caribbean and kind of what to expect when exploring the area on a cruise or a land-based visit. Some of the trends and developments are concerning. It's becoming more harmonised, there's less differentiation, but they do not yet ruin a visit to this area. Every time I visit, I discover more exciting, fascinating or unusual things about the region and the islands. And so in this podcast I want to share some recent discoveries that I found of interest and I think add much more to the whole experience if you're visiting the islands. And these are a couple of things I discovered when I was visiting on a two-week visit and I visited a number of islands including St Kitts, St Lucia, Dominica, St Martin and St Thomas and in a separate podcast I'll give some tips about really exploring some of those islands and getting the most out of those. So here's a couple of big new discoveries. The first discovery is why so many islands in the Caribbean are called Saint Something, plus at least one saint that is in fact not a saint. Now many of the islands in the Caribbean are called Saint Something, so St Kitts, St Lucia, St Thomas, St Martin, and it seems that Christopher Columbus had much more influence and impact on the Caribbean region than I had ever appreciated from my history at school. So on his first expedition to the region, he had, of course, as most people know, mistaken the region for India because he was trying to find a route to the to the east. And the indigenous people he encountered, he actually called them Indians. And it was this expedition when he first got there that attributes him with discovering America, although, of course, there's a lot of argument about whether he really was the first European to discover America or not. However, putting that aside, what I found out on this expedition of my own that I did this time that on his second voyage he was dispatched with a book of saints by the Spanish queen, and so he proceeded as he sailed around the islands to name the different islands he encountered with you know really wild and generous abandon after as, as many saints as he could. Now he actually named as many, many, many islands as he could, but many of them he didn't even land on because he was quite scared of just how. Um, aggressive the indigenous Carib Indians could be and they could be pretty um, uh, violent in, in terms of defending their homeland. And he actually also took some liberties. So for example I learned on this trip that he named one Saint Bart's, which is actually named after his brother rather than a saint. But that's why so many of these islands are called Saint something. It's basically this little book that he had with all the names of the saints and he went round merrily naming all the different islands. And it's interesting, actually, because post kind of the colonial times and post-independence, islands don't seem to have changed their name. Of course, in Africa, many countries changed their name from the original names they were given uh, by the sort of colonial um, people at the time. And the second discovery that I found was why the locals say that the islands got heavier thanks to the cargoless European trading ships. Across most of the islands you will see houses, fortresses and other buildings that are built of stone. Although many of them are in ruins because they were these old traditional fortresses, you see a great deal of stone buildings in some of the older occupied parts of town. However, most of these were not built of local stone, but actually were built from stones from all around Europe. It seems that the old wooden trading ships that were travelling to the region, the Caribbean region to fetch goods would travel over from Europe empty of cargo. And so they were filled up with these stones to provide ballast to help the ships sail from Europe with greater stability. On arrival, the stones were basically dumped on the shore or at ports. The ships filled up with cargo, fruit, spices, salt, sugar and other goods for the return trip. So the locals joke that this trade made the islands heavier as it brought so much stone from Europe. The third discovery I made is about what are the three busiest cruise ports in the Caribbean and my observation is they're all very handy for the US of A. The three busiest cruise ports in the Caribbean are not surprisingly ones that are quite close to the United States and in the northern part of the region because they're very convenient for the heavy Churn. There's many of these seven-night Caribbean cruises out of the massive Florida cruise centers, Miami, Fort Lauderdale primarily. And they're also, as a result, they all actually have a very strong American link and feel. So the three busiest Caribbean cruise ports are, the biggest is Puerto Rico. The second is St. Thomas, which is the largest of the American Virgin Islands, and they're actually bought off uh, from the Danes in the early 1900s a very beautiful island and I'll cover that in in a future podcast when I talk about some of the different islands that are worth visiting. The third biggest is St Martin and primarily the Dutch side of this divided island and St Martin is is two countries in one. You've got a French side and a Dutch side and the Dutch side is actually better protected weather-wise for ships to be able to dock. At times in the busy winter season these ports can have up to seven ships 23,000 passengers plus crew on top of them visiting in any one day. Even the smallest of these three, which is St. Martin, gets over 1.7 million cruise passengers a year. They then get another about 1.5 million land-based passengers. So there's a massive turnaround, massive amount of people visiting these islands. Now, unlike some of the more southern islands, these islands like St. Thomas, St. Martin, and the ones kind of around them feel so much more Western. And to me, almost a little bit more authentic, a little bit less authentic Caribbean. They they do, however, seem to be much more affluent. They look much more upmarket. They tend to be quite modern. In some ways, probably have slightly more generic buildings. And also very noticeably to me is the tourism interface seem to be much more American or European than the kind of ethnic Caribbean. So when you go to places like St. Kitts or Dominica or St. Lucia, you, you tend to... Uh, the face of the tourism seems to be much more kind of ethnic Caribbean, whereas in places like St. Thomas and St. Martin, it seemed much more kind of American or or European. Now, of course, that may be a quirk of my experience on the different islands, but it did really strike me that, you know, the, the more north you go in the Caribbean, you know, the shops, the restaurants are being run much more by expats or people that have moved from the US or Europe to these islands, particularly since this big cruise industry and the whole associated tourism around it really built up rather than kind of the local Caribbean people. Of course, the port officials, the taxi drivers, all those kind of roles are clearly staffed by locals. Now, it may be more of a quirk than a trend, but certainly in places like Barbados. Grenada, St. Kitts, St. Lucia. This has not been my experience in the various times that I've been there. However, saying all of that, you know, the Caribbean is an absolutely fascinating place to go and these are kind of hopefully some more insights that add to any journey that you're making to the region. You can find out more about the Caribbean on the blog at com, where I've written about it quite a bit. You can also listen to podcast number 66 and 67 where I talk a little bit about What to expect of it visiting the Caribbean and an overview of some of the islands. And in two future podcasts, I'm going to look at the Caribbean in more detail. I'm going to take a look at the whole tax free, duty free shopping aspect of the Caribbean, which is a massive industry and a big draw card for people visiting the Caribbean. And then in another podcast, I'm also going to take a dive into some of the other islands that I haven't covered before in previous podcasts. So we'll be talking particularly about Dominica, St. Thomas. And Saint Martin. You've been listening to Gary Bembridge's Tips for Travelers Podcast, the podcast of inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. It draws on over twenty years of luxury travel experiences. Visit tipsfortravellers.com dot com, where travelers are spelled with two L's, the UK way, to find out more about the destination or topic covered in this podcast. You'll also find the links to contact Gary Bembridge and to follow Tips for Travellers on Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, Flickr and Pinterest.